we are um, in a short preaching, speaking series, um, which is about our vision as a church. Um, and that, that vision is we aspire to be a church uh, that is welcoming um, in, in the sense of, of the father uh, welcoming home his children with his arms open all the time, um, the godly welcome of God's grace. We want to be welcoming. We want to be vibrant, um, a community that represents our local community, our world and ages, stages, um, and a community that serves. We want to be a witness to God's love in action, all of which we are going to be viewing through the lenses of Christian discipleship, Christian outreach, and Christian service, and also the grace and gentleness of God. Last week, Ravi in the all-age time um, spoke to us and encouraged us to um, receive the gift of a little notebook uh, to note down during the week um, things that are on our hearts, whether it's things that we want to pray for or answers to prayer or things we want to bring to God or whatever questions we might have about life or faith. Thank you, Ravi. Um, um, Some of you took these away. I hope you've been finding those helpful during the week. As I was walking here um, this morning, well, doing a sort of Ian Tompkins march, to be precise, but it was a sort of walk from the vicarage to here, um, I picked up some some acorns um, and just a few of my hands here. There's one in a shell. I was looking for one in the shell because I like it when they're in the shell. It's that time of year, isn't it, where um, the acorns are dropping off the trees and conkers. Again, I was going through a road in Redland, uh, walking through to White Ladies, and I saw the shiny conkers there. I, I can't help myself. Ever since I've young, I have to pick up the shiny conkers and take a few home. Do you know that feeling? Um, they've gone all dull now, but they're still at home, and I'll find some more. I don't ever know what I do with them, but they seem to accumulate, and then I have to recycle them. But anyway, it's that, that conker um, acorn time of year. Um, and you know, it just struck me. Um, how wonderful is God's creation? How wonderful um, is, is the Lord in terms of how he, he breathes life that spreads um, throughout the earth um, through his grace and his mercy and his love. And here we have nature itself in the autumn spreading its wings to make sure that um, there's at least, I don't know, how many, how many acorns I think come off one big um, um, acorn tree. Um, what, what, what is an acorn tree? Anyway, you know what I mean. How many of them come off it? Masses of them. And that is the attempt, isn't it, um, of that tree to spread uh, more trees um, out into the world. They will be picked up by squirrels, they'll be buried in the ground, um, and likewise conkers, um, oak trees, that's it. Um, you see lots of little oak saplings coming up and lots of other saplings. That's the whole idea. Nature is, is, is casting itself out all over the place so that it will spread and grow and last um, and keep on spreading and growing and last wherever it can. And if we didn't have developers knocking it all down and putting tarmac on the pavements and all sorts of other things, we will have the land covered, wouldn't we, in God's creation and nature from all these different things being planted and spread. And uh, last week we had our third uh, sermon on Christian discipleship. And that was all about what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And last week we thought about the practical steps of being a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ. And this week we are looking at Christian outreach, Christian outreach, hence my waxing lyrical about conkers um, and acorns and spreading out there as best you can, Christian outreach. 
And I always think outreach is a slightly funny word. Maybe I just get a bit over-churchied about it, um, and I think of it in a churchy context. And in church, sometimes we can speak in sort of churchy language, and we we change words around. But having done a bit of investigation, I realise that outreach is commonly used in all sorts of places, in all sorts of areas, not just within church life. But it's, it's a funny word, because I think, well, if you're talking about outreach, why not say reach out? <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, that's the way language develops, isn't it? Dictionaries have some different definitions. And some of these are outreach is to surpass others, to, to, to go beyond them. Another one is to reach or cause to reach out. That makes sense, doesn't it? Outreach, reach out. <laughs> Another one is the act of bringing services or information to people where they live or spend their time. So just think again about those definitions. Think about those conquer trees, those acorn trees spreading all their fruit as far and wide as they can. And we're going to be thinking about what is Christian outreach today. And from a Christian perspective, outreach is a combination of all those different things that I've mentioned. It is indeed the act, logically, from those words, of reaching out. So why not call it reach out rather outreach? It is the act of reaching out from beyond the daily comfort of our own lives, <coughs> from beyond our own needs and wants, to bringing help, support, services, etc., to others in the places where they are, not bringing them back to us, but in the places where they are. Hence, reaching out from where we are to where other people are. It is also, of course, from a Christian context, something that can and really should surpass other things, isn't it? I love that definition. Because Christian outreach is done in the name of the living God. Christian reaching out to serve and help people wherever they are is done in the name of Jesus Christ. It is done in the power of God's Holy Spirit. And it is done for the ultimate transformation of all of us for the better. It is done for the building up of the kingdom of God. And friends, as we struggle with what is happening in daily life all around us, or as we just struggle with the barrage of difficult news that comes out daily, the things that we cry out to God for, all it does for me is to to emphasize how much more we need to be reaching out into the world, shedding the good news of Jesus Christ in that conquer or acorn form or whatever it is to where people are because we need that. We really do. In the last two weeks at St. Matt's, as I referred to, we've been talking about Christian discipleship, what it means to follow Jesus Christ. We start off by thinking about what it means to be a Christian. Then we, start, we looked at what, is, what does it mean to be a disciple. And then last week, those practical um, things that we could do to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And Richard and Helen referenced both the Great Commission of Jesus 
in the Bible, the great commission of Jesus Christ to Christians, to the church of Christ, that commission to go and make disciples, followers of Christ, go and make disciples of all nations. So how do you and I seek to understand that commission? Well, in a way, put simply, this week when we think about Christian reaching out to where people are, we add to that great commission the great commandment. To love your neighbour as yourself. Lord, as we think of the world today, please convict people of the need to do this. To love your neighbour as yourself. And this is at the heart of what Christian outreach, Christian reaching out is all about. This is one of the pillars of our vision here as a church. This is one of the things that when we think about anything that we want to do in the church, we look at it through the lens of reaching out to our community, where they are and serving them. Reaching out to the community and to our neighbour to love as Jesus loves us, to love as Jesus loves you. That banner that many of us who've been at St. Matt's for a long time know so well. As we go from worship in the church, there is that banner which says, go out into the city to love as Jesus loves you. And that is an act of worship. It is an act of worship to do that. It is an act of worship of the one true God as we share his endless love for us, as we show Jesus Christ to the world. And our neighbour is anyone who we meet. Anyone we might meet. We can reach out individually or we can reach out and or we can reach out together. And with intention and purpose, we serve, we encourage, we give and we show mercy in the same way as Jesus serves, encourages, gave and showed mercy to you and me. Using the different gifts and talents and experience that God gives each one of you. That slide on the screen there, part of a view that uh, Simon very kindly took for me this week um, of the view of Kingsland. So that is the view that we have from the top of St. Matthew's Tower. And you can see for miles and miles and miles and miles. You can see down into the local streets and houses around the church. And you can see also for miles from the top of St. Matthew's Tower. We can see a long way out into the community that surrounds this church. And no doubt, if you and I were up at that tower, you may be also able to hear different sounds. When you're high up, you can often see, hear different sounds, can't you, from the sounds you can hear when you're down at the ground. You may see and hear some different activity in life which surrounds this parish church building. But even with this amazing view, we can only see and hear such a small amount of what is really going on in the lives and loves of those around us. If we think of God looking down from heaven with much better sight than you and I have, even from the top of a tower, what might he see and hear 
in and around St. Matthew's Church as he looked down. If we think of God looking down from heaven, what might he see? That is an aerial view of St. Matthew's, I guess, taken from a drone, Simon, maybe? Uh, So clever, isn't it, all this stuff? An aerial view of St. Matthew's. God would have that sort of view, and better, and higher up and wider, but he would be able to see all the detail. He would be able to hear all the sounds. Perhaps if we were looking down like God from heaven, on that sort of view, we might see someone with gifts, talents, and abilities, but also with baggage, worries, and dreams, just trying to make their way through life, searching for significance, for meaning, for love, hope, help, just like so many of us. I think that's probably how God sees each and every one of us. Life today seems so very challenging and uncertain, locally, nationally, globally. Post-pandemic anxiety, mental health issues, fear about climate change and the saving of our planet, and for many a sense of hopelessness about the future. Busy parents needing help in understanding parenting, too many people living on their own in isolation and loneliness, the drivenness of modern society, we've got to keep going, we've got to keep going, we've got to tick off that list. The cost of living, how can I afford it? The displacement, I've got to flee my home and go God knows where. And around this church, on the front line of your lives, wherever you might live as well, this is where most people are at. Carrying burdens and probably feeling like they're charging around on a hamster wheel of life. I do understand that humanly, it can often feel, humanly, safer for us to look inwards and to just focus on what we can do and see. But the godly, heaven-inspired Great Commission is a call for us as Christ Church to look outwards to community and to the world. And as others experience God's grace and love and the healing, wholeness and beauty and wonder that he brings, so our world will be transformed. And to reach out into our communities and into this city, we need to be out there, understanding what people's lives are like, what issues they face, all generations what they are searching for, what they are struggling with. We need to know that. We need to find out and understand. And then we may be better able to make those connections, walk alongside people, to listen to them, to share our blessings with them. Here we have the blessing of a wonderful garden. How many people are desperate in our city to have some space in which to sit quietly, and to reflect and get their heads together. Here in this church, we have environmental passions and experiences as a community, as Christians, which we can share. 
for those who need hope. We have life skill support. We have ministers of welcome and hospitality. We have all sorts of gifts and experiences and things happening that we can share with a community. And the greatest need of the communities around us and of our world, bottom line, is to meet with Jesus. Our Bible reading from today, which fear not I have now got to, is from a very famous section of the Bible. And I invite you in these last couple of minutes of my speaking to turn to that again, if you would. And I cut it off at a comma, after which follows one of the mightiest passages in Holy Scripture, verses 6 to 11, which is a description of the heart and nature of God as revealed to us in Jesus Christ. So I invite you, after the service, please, not just to read those five verses again, find a Bible and read on into verses 6 to 11. And the Apostle Paul wrote very deliberately here to encourage Christians who were being buffeted around by the challenges of the world about them, just like you and me and so many. Verse 1. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, in other words, being united in Christ, any sharing in the Spirit, in other words, if knowing Jesus makes any real difference in your life. Then says Paul, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, verse 4. Let each of you look not to your own interests, in other words, inwards, but to the interests of others, outwards. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. That is mighty. Jesus Christ is God come to earth. He is God incarnate. He is Lord of all heaven and earth. He is Lord of creation. And Paul says we are to have the same mind, the same love as Jesus I wonder if any of you have been at a restaurant sharing a meal with a friend in one of those many amazing, extraordinary skyscrapers in the dramatic cities of our world. I wonder if some of you have. There are some extraordinary places. Have any of you been to those few hands going up? You've been up some amazing places and you you just feel like you're virtually in heaven, don't you? Looking down as as we tried to do through those photographs early on a city and landscape. Well, if you've been there, you can think of that place. If you haven't been there, just imagine it. And I'm going to invite you to think about, imagine yourself being in one of those restaurants on the top of the world in one of those skyscrapers, and you are sharing your table with God. You are sharing your table with God, with his sight, his hearing, And his heart. At that table, as you look out over that extraordinary panorama of the world, being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind with the other person at your table, 
And then, reaching out into the places around and about you with this love. I want you now to think for a moment about the streets in which you live. And I want you to think too now about the parish community that surrounds this church and which we serve. This is how and when lives will be changed for the better. So that, as Paul says in verse 10, at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Where did Jesus go? What did Jesus do? He went to people's houses. He ministered to them in the places of their own need. He sat down and ate with them. He sought out the marginalised and the lost to care for them. He got close to them. And may I encourage you, as we seek as a church, to reach out with the love of Jesus, to get to know the people and places of this community and the communities in which you live. Get to know what they carry in their lives and how you can and we can reach out sharing that same mind of Christ, having the same love and make a difference. Look at that banner again. Don't let fear and anxiety turn you away from God's world. Let hope and thanksgiving And the heart of Jesus inspire you and us all to get to know our communities and its needs and to reach out as Christ reached out to you and to me. Amen.